0: I'm Leora, and this is the Simply Lighthearted Podcast. This is a podcast about storytelling, a place where I come to share a few stories with you that will hopefully help you feel more connected, understand that you're not alone in the different things that you're thinking about or struggling with or even excited about. A simple story can really lighten our hearts in any season of our lives. Today's podcast is continuing along the theme of Advent. This is our third week of Advent, and the theme for this week is joy. So I wanna jump in with a few stories from my life about the theme of joy. When I was young, I used to love playing the game house. Now, not the TV show house, and not the characters in a house, like not the mom or the dad or the child, although we did play that sometime. But the part of playing house that I loved to play was the creating of the structure of the house. My parents owned 40 acres and part of it was farmland and part of it was this big trade area where we could go and explore with freedom and build things in the middle of nowhere and just kind of build on stuff from week to week and day to day and we could always add more to our forts. It was so much fun and it was my fa- it's my favorite way of playing at least when I was a child. I just loved building forts and creating space. I love to take pine cones and we would make, you know, the walls out of that sometimes, or sometimes we would find logs and actually build up an actual structure that we could like go into. And we would get logs for chairs. We would get boards and put them on the logs. We would build little fireplaces, although we didn't usually light fires or anything, but we would create a space where a fireplace would go and we just had an amazing time. My siblings and I are my cousins, friends of ours. This is a game that we played often. Part of my childhood was also spent at a summer camp. The property was on a beautiful lake, Lake Wallace. And it is half in Canada and half in the United States. It's on the Vermont, New Hampshire border. And it's just this gorgeous scene. And I, I you don't realize when you're growing up in this beautiful scene that how precious and beautiful and privileged you are to live in a place like this. It was idyllic for for anyone, but especially for my little imagination that loved to play this house game Because we would use any of the underbrush in the areas, especially when the camp wasn't being used We would build these forts and these homes all around the campgrounds And we would also use the spaces inside on the weeks that there weren't people there in the early spring and late fall When we were the only families around we would build these amazing Forts all throughout the camp and you could find kind of little remnants of us children everywhere, particularly me. I don't know how much my siblings played these games, but I played them a lot with my cousin, and we had a great time building these forts. So that was one way we played this house game. The other way was we played this game that we called Old Fashioned. It was a homesteader game where we would dress up, literally the girls would wear these dresses and bonnets and petticoats and special shoes and we would braid our hair and we would make ourselves live in this way that was pre all the conveniences. No lights, no heaters. We would use candles and lanterns. We would use wood fire to heat our food and warm our water. We did everything as if we were pre- convenient times. (laughs) And it was such a fun game. We had such a blast. Sometimes we only had a couple of hours to play that game. But I remember very vividly being able to play that game for a week. Now, it was such a fun thing that we got to actually sleep over at our friend's house. They, you see, they had this log cabin that was phenomenal and built so well for us to be able to play this game. They had one area of the house that was kind of separate. It was an addition to the original house and it was kind of a separate area where there was its own stove and kitchen table and we set up our homeschool situation there we did all of our chores we fed the animals in the barn we even used an outhouse we were committed to this old-fashioned game and i can't remember exactly how many days we played it but it was several days in a row We all slept, I I forget how many of us, because there was um, 11 children all together when all family members were together. And I can't remember how many of us actually stayed in this one room, but they had a guest room on the main floor. And we all, as many of us, I can't remember, like I said, how many, but like three were sleeping on the bed. Three were sleeping under the bed. Some were sleeping beside the bed. We all slept in this one room and just it was such a fantastic, joyous week for me. What a beautiful memory I have from the time that we spent together as families playing these games. Brings me so much joy. Now, the reason for me telling you this is because I want you to remember how important building a house is to me. It was something that I dreamt about from a very early age, that homesteading, home building is just something that brings me a lot of joy. Having a place that I can create in, having a place that I can organize and set up and just something to call my own is something that is really important to me. Dylan and I got married in 2006 and we, from that point forward, started our journey financially to try to be able to build a house and we tried to save all of our money and also pay off any school debt that we had or any debt that we had from just normal life stuff to be able to get to the point where we could put a down payment on a house and be able to purchase a house. Well, in the midst of that, we ended up moving... Uh, between provinces and so we you know got set back that way we tried to find the cheapest places possible to rent so that we could continue to save money so that we can purchase a house but every time we kind of got close or we felt like maybe there was a door open it always felt like the door was closing on us around the concept of us purchasing a house and it was really discouraging and really hard when we had to keep waiting to buy a house, especially as we watched the market climb. From the time we started looking at houses in Campbell River where we live to the time we actually purchased one, the housing prices went up about $100,000 or more per house. It's gone up even more since then. It was so hard to wait in that season and not understand what was happening. Very frustrating for both Dylan and I. Along that journey, God did show himself faithful in so many different ways. He provided places for us to live that were cheap on rent so that we could feel safe and secure, and yet we could still move towards our goals financially of being able to purchase a house. Not only that, Dylan was able to work on a project with a friend of ours who was able to pay him a substantial amount to go towards a down payment on a house for us one day. And the generosity of those friends is not forgotten. They are... Uh, are a blessing continually in our lives even now. In 2016 we had a friend who had purchased and was fixing up a house um, here and it was a uh, kind of exactly what we were looking for as far as size was concerned but as we talked about price it was definitely out of our price range. We were living in a carriage home which was like a one-bedroom kind of suite above a garage that a friend of ours owned and he generously uh kept the rent low for us so that we could keep moving towards our goals of of purchasing a house and that was super kind of him we're very thankful for that um and we were living in this home so that we could continue to save up we had been sacrificing and it had been about 10 years that we had been trying to pay down debt get to the point where we were financially able to put down a down payment on a house. So in June of 2016, when this girl came to us and said, you know, I'm thinking of selling my house. Would you guys be interested in buying it? We thought, well, let's take a look and see kind of where we're at. We did a walkthrough of the house and saw all these different opportunities and possibilities that this house could bring us. A home that had more space, that had areas that felt open and airy and just... Such a good fit for Dylan and I. And we went back very excited and started to talk about the realities of what it might look like to purchase this home. We crunched the numbers and realized we, as close as we were, we just weren't there yet. We weren't ready to put down that offer on a home and feel comfortable with it. So we went back to the homeowner and we told her disappointingly that we just weren't ready But if she was willing to hold on for a little bit longer, we might be able to purchase it later. She said she wasn't quite ready to move and so she might, you know, put the house on the market a little bit later and and we were okay with that. Along came September and it was time for her to move and she had decided to put the house on the market. And before she did, she did give us a call. We looked at our numbers again and we decided that this time we were ready. It was only a couple months later, but we had been aggressively trying to build up that down payment so that we could afford purchasing a home. It was 10 years of longing and waiting for something that we hoped would happen. Us being able to own a home is such a gift and privilege that I don't take lightly. It's something that brings me so much joy to be able to have a home that we call our own, that we can switch out things as we feel the need to or want to. It is such a beautiful gift and reminder to us of God's faithfulness. We couldn't understand in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, all of those years going towards 2016, what was happening. Our hearts were broken over a couple of different things and one of them being not being able to afford a house. Purchasing a home is something that is very important to both Dylan and I and it was something that we wanted to do right and we wanted to do well. Being able to purchase this home in 2016 that we live in currently was just a a perfect gift that God gave to us in that season it was a reminder that God is faithful, even when we don't see it, and that we can rejoice and have joy knowing that God is faithful and he is going to do what he says he's going to do. Now, this might kind of seem like an odd story to go along with joy and faithfulness, because for you, joy and faithfulness might that you're still in that season of waiting between longing for something and you not having it. And your picture of God's faithfulness might not be the same as mine. For example, I still am longing for a child that Dylan and I would one day be able to conceive and have a child of our own. It is highly unlikely that that'll ever happen. Dylan and I struggle with infertility. It's a truth about our lives. And I can continue to see God's faithfulness in other ways in my life. It is hard to hold on to that, especially when I feel upset or frustrated or depressed about not seeing God's faithfulness in this one area of my life. But I can see his faithfulness in other areas. Having a home where I can bake bread, where we can feel safe, where we can come home to after a long day, is such a beautiful gift from God. And every time I walk through my door, I remember God's faithfulness. There are two characters in the Bible that I want to talk to us about today. The first one is Elizabeth, and the second one is Mary. If you haven't noticed, they're kind of a theme throughout the Advent story, especially in this series, because I'm going through the book of Luke, the first chapter. Now, Mary had just been told that she is going to have a baby. She is going to have the Son of God, and it is not going to be by the normal ways. It's not going to be with her fiancé, Joseph. It's going to be by the Holy Spirit coming upon her, and she's going to have a baby. Elizabeth is also going to have a baby, but her circumstances are also strange. She is well past the childbearing age and she has become pregnant and is now five months pregnant with uh, John the Baptist. So Mary gets this message from an angel. And a few days later, the Bible tells us she hurries off to the hills in Judea where her cousin Elizabeth is. The angel had told her that God can do things that no one else can do, essentially, and that we can know that because Elizabeth, her cousin, who was barren, is going to have a child. I can just imagine Mary thinking about all the possibilities and just need, needing some reassurance, needing some space to be able to like connect in and be in contact with someone who might understand her story in a way that nobody else can. And the angel had brought up Elizabeth. And so Mary goes, I'm going to go visit Elizabeth. So off she goes. She hurries out to the land, to the area of Judea where her cousin lives. And when she gets there and Mary greets her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth's child leaps within her and Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is what she says in a glad cry. God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. That verse struck me this year when I was reading it. You are, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord will do what he has said. That's when we know we're blessed is when we believe, when we have faith that God will do what he says he will do. That is where our joy comes from. Not in our circumstances, not in our situations. It is in the faith of believing that God will do what he says he will do. And Elizabeth cries this out to Mary upon greeting her, filled with the Holy Spirit and just excited over the work that God is doing in Mary, which will then bless the entire world. Mary responds with a song. And I wish I could be there in this spontaneous singing. I I imag- I can't even imagine what that's like. I've never, I don't know. I've never experienced somebody spontaneously breaking into song over something like this. Uh, it makes me kind of chuckle to think about it, but a little more like a, like a musical or <laughs> some kind of beautiful movie where the, the character breaks into song. But that's what Mary does. She responds to this with a song, and this is her song. And she goes on and talks about the great things that God has done, that he has helped Israel, that he's filled the hungry, He's sent the rich away, he's brought down princes from their thrones, he's exalted the humble. She just goes on and on about all of these beautiful things about what is true about God. Remember, these ladies are real people these women are real they have real feelings real lives real things that are going on for them and they could have chosen any other emotion they could have chosen to focus on anything else for elizabeth maybe it could have been that she was full of fear Having a child at an old age is of huge health risk. It's also less of a chance that she's going to get to watch her child grow up and get to do all the normal things that a parent would get to do. She could have been angry at God for having waited so long to give her this gift of a child. But she's choosing joy because she's focused on the faithfulness of God. The same thing with Mary, she could have focused on any other human emotion, fear, anger, frustration, anxiety, all of those things. Maybe she was experiencing those things as well. But the one that she chose to develop in her and to focus on was true joy over the fact that God is faithful, that he chose her to do something amazing in the world. The same is true for you and me. We get to choose what we focus on. And in this season, when everything is unexpected, when it feels like everything good is canceled, we get a choice in how we're going to respond. Are we going to respond based on our circumstances? Or are we going to respond based on the bigger picture and the reminder that God is faithful. As we move into this week ahead of us, I want us to remember that God's faithfulness is going to look different for each one of us. In some ways, us owning a home is something that God's faithfulness has shown to both Dylan and I. In other situations, God's faithfulness to someone else might be giving them the child that they longed for. In someone else's situation, it might be the spouse that they longed for or the job, or the opportunity, or so many different ways that we can see God's faithfulness displayed in our lives. It's easy to get hung up on the things that we don't have, and stay there, and stay focused there. I know I have. I know I've spent years wrestling with God over the things that I long for that I don't have. And I I go there sometimes now, but I don't stay there. My job now is to move myself out of that place into a place where I remember that God is faithful and that I can have joy. Yes, I can have pain. They they live together sometimes. Joy and pain sometimes live together and that's okay. It's complicated and it's hard, but God's faithfulness is always present in one way or another in our lives and all we have to do is look for it. So my challenge to us this week is that we remind our hearts that despite any disappointments, despite any unexpected alterations to what our plans were in this week, in this day, or even in our lives, that we can still have joy dwell in us. Let this Christmas season remind you that joy is a product of God's faithfulness to us. Thanks for listening to my podcast, everyone. I hope you have a great week. Bye, everyone.